something happens that I don't control and then I come in and I do some special little works on it. And it's so fun. I love that. I prefer that than control, total control. I, I, I agree. I always say, I don't know what's about to happen. Even yeah. when I, even when I think I do, I don't know. I can't, <laughs> but that, that lack of control for me is, um, is what keeps me coming back. All right, so the funny thing about the art world is you can be in a ton of shows with somebody and still not, after all those shows and years, not have a full conversation with the other artists. And um, for me, Dr. Lorena Fernandez is one of those artists. So I'm excited. You know, we, I had to move to North Texas and you're in the Netherlands now. Yes, so, I'm in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what has to happen sometimes for an actual conversation to, uh, to be enacted about art. How are you doing? Good, really good, excellent. And uh, it's nice to reconnect with old friends. And I feel like it has to do more with the pandemic. So <laughs> no, totally, totally. Before we get started, tell people um, where they can find your artwork. Um, okay, so they can go to my website, lfcreative.org. Okay. And there's links in there to all the things I do. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting your publicity. I'm learning things as I, uh, as I go along. But no, this podcast was uh, definitely brought on by the pandemic. I missed, I missed talking to my friends. You know, yeah. we, have, um, we have art shows here, and um, I only see those guys through Zoom now. <laughs> but yeah, then, getting pretty lonely yeah it yeah well i have a ton of children around me so not that lonely no um. you're very busy <laughs> i also have my family so i'm lucky that way too <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's not quite isolation <laughs> no <laughs> people still for you is a you have to talk to, to, to your babies, so it's uh, different topics. <laughs> I'm, re I'm, I'm relearning my alphabet, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Numbers. Um, I was just, I was looking at your, um, your website with your artwork before I got on, and um, I remember your work, and... It'd been a while since I had looked, and um, there, there's a definite evolution. Do you feel that? Uh, probably, because, you know, my work is all about my emotional life. Like, it's only about that. <laughs> so, so, as I mature and I move forward and, you know, becoming a, from a child to a teenager to an adult to an old lady like now um <laughs> i have changed a lot but uh one thing that hasn't changed is that my painting is about my inter my emotional life at that time even if it's look it's for example now my paintings have a lot of um tulips of course mm -hmm. because i'm in the netherlands but you know that penetrates my my mind and the the beauty of the flowers around here this city is really really beautiful amsterdam so it had to have an impact you know i i was in amsterdam i think when i was 17. yeah really beautiful i love um that there was there were flowers everywhere people that was yeah. a, that's a thing and um, 
It is. They're so serious about the flowers. Oh my gosh. I was very I jealous that. when I saw that. <laughs> but I think yeah. I think that's interesting um, because how environment can affect what you do creatively. I, you know, even for um, sure. Yeah. I remember I took a road trip with my brother to New Mexico, and I could see the landscape creeping into to what I was doing. So. How, how long have you been there now? It's been almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's treated you well? Yeah, I love it. I love it. But of course, now it's really weird because um, the mobility is limited since March because of the pandemic. So sometimes I feel like I could be anywhere. But Actually, I go out walking with my husband like every night. Yeah. And, you know, it's so, such a cute city, so crazy and quirky with their little, the cool house, old houses from the 16th century and 18th century, and they're all crooked. And they're still standing. Yeah. And then all the flowers and a lot of people in the streets uh, with bicycles and they're all funky, you know, they're all cool. These Dutch people <laughs> with their crazy jackets. <laughs> I love it. So there's a lot to feed your eye if you're a, you know, if you're a visual person. Is that where you did your, your coursework for your degree in the Netherlands or? No, I, that was in Switzerland. Okay. Also, amazing in a different way with the, the nature. Yeah. Can you talk about your degree a little bit? Because I know it's in expressive arts, but... Yeah, my degree is about um, the use of the arts for individuals and for groups um, to produce a change in, in their mental state or uh, to, to find new perspectives on uh, difficult situations so it can be therapy and it can be coaching. So that's, um, if there is a, let's say there's a crisis, you know, you see like people going to the media and saying stupid things, <laughs> you know, because people don't know what to do in a crisis. So if you do expressive arts, after that with your with your team <laughs> then you kind of first of all get out of the fog of emotional you know turmoil from a crisis and people can think more clearly and kind of join one page you know like uh, find common ground to let's say you're a company you can face the media and you all know what is happening and what you expect for the future and how you're going to fix your mistake or, you know, it's to bring people together. And if it's an individual, of course, you know, if you're in a moment of crisis, I think as, as artists, we know that that's whenever anything like that bad happens, I go to my, to my art, uh, to clay or to painting, because I know that it helps me process the emotions very much. I cannot just talk about things. I need to make a, an object <laughs> or an image, you know, and then I start to get some words to go with that. Yeah. Now that's, um, I've always said I'm thankful that I've had art all along. Oh my God, yeah. Because I, um, my life would have been a lot different without this mode of expression. Oof, yeah. Even even when I didn't, it took me a good while to become conscious of that. That um, it is what kept me regulated. So yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, that things like um, creative block. Do you believe in that? Oh yeah. You, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, well, pe people suffer from that because they... Um, Have you ever? Not me. <laughs> okay. Because the thing is that I never cared about if other people like it. 
it never, you know. So yeah, that all that about my heart, and it's like, do you hate it? Well, that's fine, but you know, my heart likes it. <laughs> you know that that's interesting because I think that is that's probably the root of most of the time that I hear that. I don't understand it because um, I I just I, <laughs> I, I create every day because that's what I do. That's who I am. Yeah. And, but yeah, thinking back to conversations where somebody had a block, they're oftentimes thinking about how it's going to be perceived or how it's not as good as this or that. And, yeah. That's um, so painful, you know, like they're, because this inner critic that is telling them that thing, that inner critic doesn't know. It has no idea. Nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> you know? It's so funny that the inner critic thinks, oh, nobody will like this. This is shit. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah. you don't know, you know, inner critic. <laughs> so. Well, it, it, and yeah, I have always had a who cares attitude. You know, they're, yeah. because it's, it, it, it's mine and I created it and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, this, this idea that there's this crowd of people who are not going to like it. Some people have told me about, you know, that, that they fear this crowd of people. They will yeah. laugh at it and they think it's ridiculous. And it, well, first of all, you know, the crowd doesn't exist. You know, that, <laughs> that crowd of people is not out there. You know, it's... it's no, uh, it's well, I think what happens is it's such a vulnerable thing. It is, yeah. To make even even the work that I consider more lighthearted, maybe less personal, is still very personal. And I'm yeah. still putting, whenever I exhibit it, however I exhibit, I am still exposing myself to the world. Yes, I think that's yeah. why... You as an artist, you know, the people who call themselves artists like me, I also call myself that. Uh, I think it's, it's um, well, maybe it is courage or maybe it is exhibitionism. <laughs> or maybe we don't know but, any better. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, um, because I think that everybody has that inner life, not just the people who are artists, you know. And I think that it's important for people to um, to express their inner life somehow, and not necessarily to show it to anyone, but it's important to 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 express it because otherwise you don't know what you think, you know. It's yeah. like all these insights and all these images and all these things that you don't know about yourself. You're a mystery to yourself and people can be a mystery the whole time and go to their grave as a mystery to themselves, never got to know themselves. It's like, oh, that's so sad. Write some stuff, you know, <laughs> write, <laughs> paint or play, make some songs. It's so important, you know? I, I always say I can't speak for growing up for me like outside of this country because I've had this discussion before and I remember a lady she was from Honduras and she said well it's not like that in our country you know art is encouraged um, but here especially a lot of the small talk that comes to artists you know myself if I'm showing artwork or somebody's just chatting to me about art and they don't make art there's almost this pride to saying you know I'm not artistic you know I don't know how to do anything I can't draw I can draw a stick figure there's like it's almost a pride and um so my my work my existence has in a way become a uh a thing where I want people to realize that um, there's no pride in that. 
that you could, that even a stick figure, if you drew it enough times and started conceptualizing it enough, Absolutely. it could become something really interesting. Yes. Make the world's most giant stick figure or I don't know, anything. The, yeah. the, the root of it is, it's fun. Yeah. And this stick figure can, can show so many things. I mean, yeah. can be doing anything, you know, <laughs> can do everything a, a human can do, <laughs> a stick figure. So, and also I think that's kind of a, a that is a myth that, that people are not creative. It's like, you know, creativity is part of the basic human package, <laughs> you know? Well, it, it's expression. Yeah. And we all, even if you don't have vocal cords, we all express, we all seek to express in some manner. Yeah. So, um, it's just a strange idea, and I don't know where. It, I don't know if it is the education system here. It, you've been abroad more. How do you perceive it? I think that the the issue could be that in the U.S. Um, there is a big emphasis on things uh, producing money, and there is less of a emphasis on things producing good mental health family family union or you know other things community union or just so, general happiness happiness i think yeah. that the, the the focus of do something productive you know people say do something productive what does that mean does that mean creating life bringing children to the earth no no something productive oh does that mean making a lot of paintings no 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 productive means money you know, so then it's like everything is reduced to that. And then that makes a lot of people think that they're not creative because people are not going to buy something they make or, you know, they come to that conclusion without trying. And I think that um, they did not uh, account for the money spent in mental health pills and stuff because you didn't you didn't express yourself, you didn't keep a journal, you didn't do your artwork, you didn't do your dance, you know? Yeah. Like that, that affects your mental health and everyone around you. You're walking around all sad because you're not uh, expressing your emotions and that's all bottled down. So I think if you, want to, if you want to change everything into money, think about the cost of getting sick from repressing yourself you know the cost of getting depressed there's a lot of cost right there <laughs> that you could be saving if everything needs to be put into money for sure that that reminds me of um it just the memory just came back <laughs> but my father so i graduated from high school and then yeah it was the summer and um i didn't I was just waiting for the net, for college to start. But my father had this idea that I needed to be productive. And uh, he would just, you know, be angry about it when he came home. And um, so he came home one day and he said, what did you do today? What did you do that was productive? I was like, well, I wrote a poem. <laughs> and yeah, he didn't like that answer. So I was like, fine. And I went and I got a job at a produce store. And I remember thinking, this doesn't feel productive. I know. I'm put, I'm. The boy was it, much more productive. <laughs> I liked it. And looking back, it was more productive for me to sit at home and, and do, cause I, I wasn't, uh, I mean, I was, it was leisurely, but I was still, I was still working. <laughs> All of that informed who I eventually became, but uh, yeah. it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it goes back for for so long, right? The maybe this idea of being productive that has to be 
um, not something for the spirit or for beauty. Being productive means money. Maybe from the industrial revolution. I don't know when it started, but well, it's you know you need to the, be on a production chain and be putting one little thing on, <laughs> on something. Well, yeah, at, at least here it is largely the education system. It, there are schools that are made to make us workers and clock into nine to five. And what's funny about right now is all of that is being um, turned upside down. Yeah. I read an article the other day about how it's going to change this, and it is changing the city dynamics. The idea that if you live in a suburb and you don't have to commit uh, commute five days a week into the city, if you're only doing that two days and you're working from home and you're still getting work done, and just the idea of this big super building that houses this factory is changing. So I think yeah. as strange as this time is, it's productive. You know, for me, it um, I'm here with my children and I've had to use that creative muscle to to put myself out online more. And that's how we've um, thrived in this, actually. You know, and wow. it makes me think, you know, the idea of like uh, going back to normal. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm not so sure I like that normal. Yeah. Because I, um, I like the things I was doing, but even, and that wasn't a nine to five structure either, but I have rethought, man, if I wanted to stay home and just teach my kids, I could do that. Well, I am doing that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, because we, we learn our stuff. We have art time. It's cool. Um, so cool. They're so lucky. Yeah. It, it, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. like, like, as far as you creating, how often, how often are you in studio? Um, very often because I paint one painting a week or something like that, or, and then I do small watercolors and small doodlings. I think the doodlings is what I'm looking at. Yeah. On your, on your I, website. I love those. The, I think that was the thing I noticed is, um, from what I remember to your work, it was very... It's still very flowy, but I liked um, I liked the lines I was seeing. They were harder, darker, more defined. So yeah, that's a, a weird thing that happens. I first apply like all the background, all the colors, and then I don't even know what I'm doing. And then I start to pick out shapes with the black marker. <laughs> and yeah. then I really enjoy it and it's so fun. It's like a collaboration between chaos and the universe and me, you know, <laughs> yeah. something happens that I don't control. And then I come in and I do some special little works on it. And it's so fun. I love that. I prefer that than control, total control. I, I, I agree. I always say, I don't know what's about to happen. Even yeah. when I, even when I think I do, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> but that that lack of control for me is um, is what keeps me coming back. Because I'm I feel like I'm a spectator as well. I think what you just described, like um, like you said, you weren't. In, I think you. Said, I'm trying to retract uh, retrace what you said, but that. Um, it, I feel like it's almost not me sometimes. Is that what you feel? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, well, first, sometimes I have zero, sometimes I have an idea and I try to do that. But very often I come in and I don't even know, you know, I come in and I start thinking about like a weird feeling in my head. And I just put like some black lines 
about that feeling and then all of a sudden I I have like an insect or something you know I didn't plan this and yeah I, I feel um that is being in touch with the mystery with real life to me that's real life and fake life is the illusion of oh I know exactly what will happen and I have full control of things so it's like um it's like a model or a microcosm, uh, microcosm of real life, you know. I don't really know. I'm trying to influence this situation on this paper, but <laughs> that's it. I think it's weird because it's it's another force, and I don't really have an answer for what that is. <laughs> I don't yeah. lose sleep. I appreciate it. I'm just thankful for it. I'm grateful and I use it, but I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what propelled me to, you know, become what I am. <laughs> it's so good that you did it, you know, even if you didn't have uh, encouragement at home because it wasn't something that they knew about or whatever. Well, there was my dad, but then there was my mom. Ah, okay. Now, neither of them understand what I do for a living. <laughs> okay. But at this point, I think I think you surrender, and uh, I think they thought we're not going to stop him. My mom was always encouraging, but at the same time, she always had the same lectures that you had to do something that made money. And when I look, especially when I look at it at this stage of my career. I'm like, this can make money. You just need people around you that aren't going to keep saying that. Mm -hmm. you can, I mean, you can make money doing, especially today, a lot of absurd things that aren't traditionally how you make money. So what, um, I, I feel like that idea is dying, which is yeah. great. <laughs> Something's need to go on they need to pass um but but yeah I, I definitely at some point we got past that and my father just learned to be quiet I mean, oh, he's still, right. <laughs> but you know even then he still he still looks at it like well he's not really working <laughs> i and and all that is is i think um people also equate the idea that you shouldn't have fun at work and I'm, I'm saying a, probably the most successful people have fun at work. That's precisely why they're right. successful. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like all they say something else, computer yeah. science or whatever. The, probably the only way to be successful <laughs> is to have fun at work. You know, somehow you need to find fun, find the fun. Yeah. And right. Yeah, and it's very, I mean, so. lots of things are very creative, and they are they have more support, I guess, because of our, our culture. But now with this uh, this shift that we're learning that we can be connected like this, like you know, distance is not a problem anymore, and these creative expressions over the internet uh, just open the door for collaborations like across mm -hmm. the world like that's not a problem at all it's uh, insane you know well just dialogue I um I mean it was cool because I think this is episode I think we're lucky 13 <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, and uh, I didn't really have a like a schedule starting this podcast, but I've been releasing them weekly. And but I guess I took comfort. I took too much artist comfort. And man, I know a lot of people. <laughs> and one of the things is I, I just uh, you were in my Facebook feed, and I saw the paintings behind you. I was like, wow, those. Those are looking awesome. And, um, and I remember, 
I think it was probably the last time we spoke was at a first Saturday arts market in Houston. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you said like, I want to have a conversation sometime. And I remembered that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've never, we've never like just hung out and talked art. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's do Maybe, it. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when you used to do a lot of photography and you mm -hmm. used to have these um, pictures of like, um, I don't know if it was Mayan. Yeah, yeah. That was, and I really like that. It was so cool. It's like, wow. That was one of my last series before I kind of stopped using the camera mm -hmm. to, to express. But, um, but yeah, now, now there's a Mayan paint series. But, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's way different because I draw differently, but I just I started to enjoy the thing with photography was it became so digital and I, I miss making things with my hands. And yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it it had its time. I still I, I still feel like I use it. I use it to market myself. The photography yeah for sure but and i use everything i learned from it but but yeah it's funny it's funny to to just look at your own history sometimes <laughs> yeah it's a it's a weird very beautiful journey but or it can be <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think that part of we have control. You know, speaking of control, we we have control over whether we enjoy it or not. Exactly. Like if you have, like for me, you know, I have my art. Let's say everything goes to shit. I still have my art. You know, it's like you can. You can destroy me emotionally because I have my art, <laughs> you know. Well, and yeah, and I don't know about you, but I've, I've been there. <laughs> yes, yes. When, I, when we first moved here, you know, it was a big change and I had to leave my work that I was teaching, uh, Introduction to the Humanities with Expressive Arts. I was having a lot of fun with that and I felt like that was something important that I was doing with the young people. It was so fun and exciting to see these young kids, you know, they're like 18 to 25. Like I would be watching the news and I would think at home, oh my God, you know, we're just not gonna make it. <laughs> the human species is going out. We can't do it. We can't do this. <laughs> and then I go to my classroom and have the kids do all kinds of crazy expressive arts things, you know, and share about their ideas and their thoughts in the class. And I, I come out with my heart oh, so full, like, I love humanity, you know, <laughs> you know. So then when I, when we had to move here, of course, for me, uh, moving here, um, was another adventure. So I cannot choose less adventure over more adventure. You know what I mean? Like, I, because <laughs> I could have said, no, I, I have to stay here and continue with what I'm doing, which was great and I really love it. But because this was unknown, you know, this other thing of moving here, then I had to go with that because I need to know more stuff. So, <laughs> And, and it was so hard at first, uh, scary to, with my daughter and, uh, you know, just everybody should be calm and keep things good and people don't freak out. And I, I just made a lot of big paintings, you know, of tsunamis, tsunami, because I felt like it was a tsunami of change moving here. Wow. And that really helped, you know. It's just, it gives me emotional support when I do that thing, that painting thing. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine because I, it was four years ago I moved to these parts. 
Oh yeah. That, that was a big shift for me because I didn't know anybody here really. Yeah. Any one person kind of, but Houston had been my home for a long time. And so to, but I, I stayed through that transition because I had art. Yeah. It was a lot easier, you know, and even to me, I had all the tools. That's the thing. It's, it's like a seed. It's like having seeds. You have, like, <laughs> yeah. Because I just started to plant and farm out here and things happened. So it, it, any, I think about if I relocated again for whatever reason, I wouldn't be as apprehensive because, because we have this dialogue. Um, and, you know, as you said, this, this pandemic has especially brought that home. I'm having, it pushed me to have these conversations more and I'm not limited to the people that I see all the time. I talk to them too. They're of course important, but just having that dialogue with people in different parts of the world, it's awesome. And yeah. It'll only expand the consciousness. I yeah. Mean, I always liked your work and I always liked your energy, but I didn't, um, I didn't realize we, we're Thank kind you. of, we're kind of similar. So, um, and you know, not in everything, but you, you come from the same place of creativity, I think. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. It's, it's so great. One of the things that I really like, my daughter told me, she's 17. Imagine moving when you were 16 or 15 to a new country. Yeah. Great. But anyway, now she's great. And she told me the thing that she learned, the main thing that she learned is that people are the same everywhere. I was like, oh my God, it's true, you know? We, we're just human beings, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's it, this is what we are. Yeah, I, I think- This is not uh, uh, brushed water. <laughs> okay. Good, good. I was worried. I was worried you were going into the turpentine. But. <laughs> no, I think the most powerful example of that happened when I was a teenager. I, I went to a trip to um, Jerusalem and or, or Israel. We went through the whole country, but we started in Jerusalem and we would go to all of these different places within the city and they were all different religions and so i was looking at how people worshiped and you know at a tender 17 i'm looking at how there's hostility between these places of worship and but having visited all of them you know the mosque, the Wailing Wall, this Orthodox church, this church. Um, I I just realized everyone was praying to the same thing. And it's just, of course, whatever you were, were brought up with will be how you choose. But everybody wants the same thing for the most part. Yeah. You know, they're... And uh, I was I was happy that I had that experience at an early age. And your daughter asking you that, she, you know, has had a similar experience. And it's cool. It's yeah. cool to have that click at an it's early amazing. age. That. Yeah. Because that makes you not afraid, you know? Yeah. It makes you not afraid to go anywhere in the world when you know that humans are going to be pretty much like you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, not, I, guess, not a, I guess nothing extremely different. We just, yeah. we want the same thing, you know? Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that in a while and how that actually affected my outlook. Because I, I have been called like a little fearless a lot, but I think that was a big part of it is 
that demystified everything. You know, we even when we were about to go to that trip, they talked about how people would act differently, and um, and there were cultural differences. You know, uh, like I remember the main thing was uh, it was it was through my high school, and um, so Father Hannah said, uh, you know, you'll find that people are curt and um, just trying to get you along. He's like, that's not anyone being rude. They just want you to not have to wait and get you what you need as quickly as possible. <laughs> and uh, but it was and it was. Uh, it was so true, you know, it, uh, but, it, but really it just came out of care and concern for whoever they were dealing with. Uh-oh. Um, that's, yeah. I hope I can send my kids on trips like that. I think I froze. <laughs> All right, here we are. Did your, it yeah. froze a little Whenever, oh, okay. whenever I talk to someone overseas, it lags. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. So, what's next? What are you, what are you most excited about? What is next? <laughs> um, now, after it's so funny to make plans in the pandemic, <laughs> you know, because. Uh, but I'm excited about the vaccine. <laughs> but what I what I love to do is to give expressive arts workshops to groups, you know. And I also love to teach uh, young adults about expressive arts and uh, the humanities, and you know. Um, so I don't know if I get a chance to do that here. Uh, I have, you know, I have a nice studio here, so I can have six people here. And I have been teaching before all this happened. I had um, a group of uh, women, grown-up women, and then I also did uh, some with kids of different ages. But I think I would like to join, like. Um, college or something here um, you know school that is interested in art as a way to understand the human mind the society whatever you know understand humans what the heck are we doing <laughs> you know mm. and i would love to join uh, an organization that helps uh, that is um, educational to bring that to the kids you know i think it makes such a difference and i know that many people um told me you know these people these kids there some of them uh, were not kids they're grown-ups and they had children and they told me that they they brought uh, some of the things that we did because for example we did music improvisation which is hilarious it's just I brought um, a bunch of percussion instruments. I think my and... baby's doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, the only rule is that you, so somebody starts with a beat, you know, and then everybody has to listen first and then jump in with their instrument. And they've never done this and they've never played music. But sometimes it went so long, we didn't want to stop. It was so good. We're like, so we're into it, you know, and there is a resonance of the heart or something. We're like all feeling so like we're collaborating on this thing and it's so cool. It's like magic. It's very tribal. Totally. You know, that's when you know, oh, I am totally like a tribeswoman. Totally. This is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, this is it. it so, yeah. I mean, all the, the weird, I also had them uh, use clay and make uh, things, uh, you know, like the big, your biggest fear or your biggest desire, things like that. 
and they, then you understand why all these old myths have to do with clay, like God made, you know, people out of clay and whatever, because it feels like that. It feels like, you know, every time you're making a little thing, you yeah. think, oh my God, this is my heart. Oh my God, this is, a, this is the horse I want to be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to run free in, in the prairie and like uh, all your insights just collide on this clay, you know, this little symbol. And they were telling me this, you know, they, everybody has this. That's when, when people tell me I'm not creative and all these students, they were like, nurses they were gonna study be to be a policeman um engineer you know like all kinds of things because it was introduction to the humanities everybody had to take it <laughs> so <laughs> so that's where you see well uh, every human is capable of creating symbols represent something and that's what art is and that's what we're doing here so so i don't i don't accept this i'm not creative okay. i let them i let them say it because i'm not gonna be fighting with people it's like okay so go, I, I guess i'm very fascinated by that apprehension that i'm not creative thing here because even just visiting europe you know i haven't spent a ton of time, but, you know, I spent some time. I lived in uh, France for a little bit, but I, I, I just feel like the balance between the people who are not, or have that thing about being proud about not being creative. It's higher here. It's louder. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like here, people um, are proud of being creative. Yeah. Yes. That, that's exactly. The U.S. people are proud of not being creative. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's I the difference between just the abundance of art and culture. It, it it's morphing here, um, and I um, to me, I really, you know, we're like little little pulses in the universe, but I want to be part of the pulse that changes that idea. Oh. I don't, um, I think you are everywhere you go, you make this cent <laughs> center. <laughs> well, you too. But, uh, it, Get all these well, people all excited. <laughs> well, it's, it's important. It's important to, enjoy life <laughs> you know yeah. you were t you were talking about kids like the the space that i work at here um so what we started was uh 2800 square feet and um i had no clue what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> just that we were given this space by the, the city of hearst and uh, we were going to do something so you know, they wanted a kid's camp. I'm like, okay, cool. And <laughs> so the first few weeks was chaos because as I said, we didn't quite know what we were doing. But my concept was, it's just, it's an open studio. So they come in, um, they might ask me or one of the volunteers how to draw something, but I'm not telling them what to do mm -hmm. because that's, and that's just from my own experiences, how I came to creativity. Yeah. I wasn't I, asking. I never asked somebody, how do I draw a turtle? I just drew it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're doing, doing it like that. Yeah, well, and, that's but what, it, that's it, one of the reasons why I couldn't study sometimes, because people were trying to tell me how to draw something. It's like, I'm not here. I'm sorry, I'm here for my soul, for my heart, for the spirit. I'm not here <laughs> for this. That, I think the thing that, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that irks me the most is somebody who says, you're, you're doing that wrong. You're drawing 
wrong. Like you don't draw wrong, you just draw. Yeah, exactly. And part of what maybe that critic is seeing as imperfection is that person's voice. It's the yeah. rhythm of their hand. It's maybe, um, maybe that's just how they're wired. It's what will make their imprint on what their final product will be. Exactly. And, and that's so important to encourage and yeah, and yeah, make more prolific. Yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll get there, Lorena. <laughs> It's so boring. It's like, why do you want to draw like someone else? They already did it. You know, like do something different. Do your own thing. You have this, this treasure of imagination and this weird wiring in your hands and your fingers and things come out this different way. And you're going to waste it to copy something that was already there. Oh, God, I could fall asleep just thinking about that. So boring. <laughs> One of the funniest moments I had in my creative life was coming from a photography background. I always, before children, now I don't go anywhere, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I would be at the museums regularly. But I remember it was a series about landscapes in the U.S. and they were just very detailed and you know, looked so realistic. And um, I remember just sitting there thinking, I was like, I wonder like if when the camera was invented, these artists were like, yeah, <laughs> dang it. That took me years to paint. Now you're just going to, you know, the way, <laughs> the way photographers felt about digital, they felt about the camera. <laughs> But, uh, but it, and then that informed the idea that, well, I, I know how to take pictures when I, when I paint. I don't want to do, and I have my moments where I, I will get a little realistic, but, it, but it's more of just a feeling like sometimes, you know, most of the times I'm just everywhere, like a frenetic um, insanity. <laughs> but then sometimes I, I do have those moments where I just want to slow down and pick at some details. Yeah. So, uh... And I think now, you know, with the way technology is going, um, a robot can make art. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, yeah. So you better pay attention and cherish your weird human uh, quirks. <laughs> Because that's where you're different than, you know, that's why we keep you around. Otherwise, we just get a robot. <laughs> get rid you of know, you. Robot. It's, it's, funny, it's funny you're talking about that because that's been, I don't talk about it too much because I get weird looks. <laughs> but this idea that eventually, probably, yeah, robots will be making their own unique art it makes sense yeah and what we're doing will be archaic <laughs> we no we I just, because um what i don't i don't see it as sadness i just i think it's all the more reason to appreciate what you're doing right now <laughs> because i mean for me art is about my emotions and <laughs> The evolution of my spirit. Robots don't have uh, a spirit and don't have emotions, but you know they. So they would be focused entirely on what, for many, is the the interesting part of pictures, which is what they look like. You know, are they cool to look at from the outside? Um, okay, well that's that's a group of pictures that are cool to look at from the outside but there's no story about what this means you know what is what does this mean what is the symbolism you know yeah. it's very amazing because around here there there's um an artist um 
that's making these really cool, amazing paintings. And I walk by and it's like, wow, these are so cool. But at the same time, there's like, like I don't know, he's not telling me anything about, you know, like what is the inspiration? I need the story, you know, because I need to make a human connection to this. I need to know something about this besides for me i need to know uh, some what something means um because beauty i love beauty you know of course i do flowers everything blue skies birds <laughs> trees i love all that mountains but um but when I am looking at art, I need to know the heart of the artist. I need to know something about it. And that's how I connect. And I know not everybody's like that, but. Well, it, it, it's interesting because that, that just is a two-tiered thing. I, I remember seeing an exhibition about Goya, or it was a lecture. And, um, I always loved, I had a book of his etchings, but it, it was just a picture book. And I knew that I loved these things. And when the guy lectured about it, he went into the history of that series and how Goya was deaf and was making those during the Civil War and all the atrocities that he saw. And, all of, and especially the idea that he's deaf and watching these. There's no soundtrack. And that's why those pieces were so powerful. It is cool to get the story, but sometimes it's even cooler um, that without the story, you could feel that, you could feel, you could almost feel the story even though, yeah. Even though having that secondary narrative brings it all together, it it's neat that, like the guy you're describing, there probably is a story, um, and that's why you think they're so cool, and and hopefully one day you, you get the story. But yeah, I wish he would tell me the story right away. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Tell me about your broken heart right now. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I think it's interesting because it's funny that um, there are artists, and I put myself in this category, that just our hearts are just on our sleeve. <laughs> and that's, uh, first of all, probably dangerous for us. <laughs> but uh, because we, people are people get so close to us. And then there are others that, um, you know, are very guarded with their creativity and their expression. And um, it, I mean, it all stems from, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. It it's is, a um, you have to yeah. know where is your preference, because yeah. if you, if you don't like your stuff out there, it would be bad. You feel bad if it's out there. Yeah, you, you feel the need to make it. it uh, yeah. It, um, well, and I always say, like, you don't, <laughs> you don't always have to tell everything. I remember my brother. I don't know if you remember my brother, but he, um, he would help me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. He would help me exhibit sometimes. And then um, there was a piece, and I had, um, I guess I'll describe it. <laughs> I was in a relationship, and this this was a, a painting of a fish, and there was lines that went through it. And um, so the person that I was with would cut themselves. By the time I was out of that relationship, I felt like I had been cut with those neat little lines. And so the fish had the cuts on its side. And so somebody asked my brother about this piece and I had told him that story. 
Oh, no. <laughs> and usually my brother is like, oh, yeah, he did this. And he's pretty knowledgeable, or he was knowledgeable of my work. But when they asked him that, he just, uh, he was like, huh. <laughs> and he didn't really answer, <laughs> you know. He's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. At, at that time, I wasn't going around telling that story. So there are some pieces where yeah, it's I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to talk about what that's about. Yeah. I'm glad you like the piece, but. Yeah. Um, so there, I, yeah, you can I, have I, some boundaries. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have pieces that I don't show. They're private. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have my little stash. It's <laughs> private. There you go. Yeah, yeah I think it's important that that you know that, and it's not so easy to know that boundary. Of, am I okay with people knowing this? Yeah, it, but it's also okay. We we figure it out as we go. Yeah, so. because as artists, we we are um, sharing about the human heart, you know? This, I feel like this is a service too. Uh, a lot of people are not sharing about their heart and then they look at art and music and other things to, to express that for their pain. Or, and so it's important in a way, it's like a personal challenge to share certain things, you know, that are edgy that a little bit you know um, i guess i don't know if you if we want to um pretend like everything's perfect all the time <laughs> or <laughs> you know it's not true you know like um, but there is this desire to be perfect or to have things under control or and then when they're not, you know, and we put out work that shows that, um, it helps some people that are also feeling uh, injured or whatever, you know, hurt or sad. That's the whole point of art, what? right? To help. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's dialogue. Point. That's one it's of the main. <laughs> yeah, what's well, dialogue, and it's it is empathy. Because that's part of dialogue. Dialogue is wanting to connect to other people. And yeah, in that respect, totally. And also like uh, when I have painted some things that have been uh, about, you know, difficult situations in my life, uh, I take a feeling that I'm having, that is, I don't like to have it. And then I paint about it and somehow it becomes less painful. And then I share it and then someone else who might have had a feeling like that can see it and feels better that they're not alone. So it's like, when, when, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Yeah. All right. I, um, I'm going to close this out. Can you tell us again where people can find you and connect with you? Well, my easiest um, place online is lfcreative.org. Um, it's a short LF for Lorena Fernandez, creative.org. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Hey, thank you. It was nice to act, finally have our conversation. <laughs> Thank you for getting up so early or late. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh what's well, seven now. But yeah, no oh. problem. This is um I mean the kids will be up soon, so but <laughs> it was just a little bit earlier. But yeah, time zones are funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I, I asked I asked you I think at ten. So you're like, Yeah, that's five AM here. <laughs> Yeah, and in fact, I was awake. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> uh, yeah. well, I, I, I wasn't sure exactly where you were. I knew you were overseas. But, but, um, okay. yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back. Yeah. Um,
now it's like uh, super easy. I don't need to even walk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Okay, thank you. Bye. Oh,